time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Korean dramas, movies and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. On Check It Out with Paul. What's going on with you today? I don't know, I was fine until you came in, until you traipsed in and put your bottom on the chair next to me. Sorry, Adidang family, for this disgraceful <laughs> behaviour by your host, King Peter. This is Sir Paul stepping in. I'm not this feeling, is an intervention. I'm not feeling or projecting a lot of regalness on the show, you're not. am I? You're like, you're like the court jester today. I don't know, it's, maybe it's the rain in the air, the humidity... It's got to my brain. It's quite dry in the studio. It is really dry in the studio. I've got no excuses. All right. I'm just feeling <laughs> a bit silly. Uh, yesterday, Paul, yes. I don't know if you've heard the news. You might not have, actually. What? Uh, Korean only had her final show. She left us what? yesterday. She's been our longest serving guest, you know. So I'm guessing that's news to you. Yeah. So no, was, I had no idea. It's a bit of an emotional roller coaster, so to be honest. So who's going to teach us Korean? We've got Minji Teaches Korean, I think, is her YouTube channel. She's okay. also a Korean teacher on YouTube. She's taken over the realms. That's the first time I've announced that. I don't know if that was a secret. Oh, if it was... It's not anymore. The cat's out of the bag. The question is she an Onni? <laughs> she is uh, not my Onni, anyway. Okay. I don't think she's even my Nuna, to be honest. So there's not many people who are our Nunas in this industry no. anymore, are there? <laughs> no, sadly not. How have you been, Paul? I've been good. I've been enjoying my week. I've had a, I've had a busy week, but a fun one. I got to dress up as a, a fake phonic chef on Saturday and go to a big convention centre. Oh, at and, the Coex? Yeah, and got to meet lots of kids who had been watching me on this, this phonics thing I've been oh, doing. Oh, fantastic. So they all knew who I was, and they were all very excited to meet me, so it was a lot of fun. Oh, I did see the photos. You look like a brilliant chef there. Uh, today, we've got another book for you guys you can keep commenting about your uh, what's it called your thoughts on the hashtag #HwangGyeongBoho. but for the time being we previewed it last week i previewed it in our number one we're talking about a book called Myeonji Monjibyeol. Yeah, Monjibyeol, Dust Star by Lee Kyung, Lee Kyung. Um, I hope everybody listening or watching today has very full bellies mm. and very happy hearts this morning. Oh, that's nice. Because the two main characters in this story do not. Oh, I thought it was going to be a cheerful, jovial tale of no. full bellies and happiness. No, it's translated by Jun Misili, and it's about an odd pair of friends who have nothing to lose and nothing to eat, and desperate times call for desperate measures if they're going to get themselves a loaf of bread or two. Is this like set in some kind of dystopia or in like real life career? Is it in career? That's no way to talk about Poisson. <laughs> I see. So. How dare you? I thought you were. This show was about promoting Korean culture. Of course, we, lo- we love it all. Uh, the author, Lee Gyeong, have we mentioned her before? Uh, we have not. In fact, I think this may be the only English translation of her work out there. Mm. Uh, she was born in Seoul in 1970. She started out as a copywriter. Uh, worked for a company for a decade, then went freelance. And then in 2007, her short story Token won the Kim Yoo-jung Literary Award. The next year, her story Pipe won the New Writers Award. And now she's writing short story after short story after short story. She's had a collection published called Leopard Trainer. Oh, um, Yes, so we'll see. This 
is a very interesting one. I don't know whether we'll get any more translations of her work, but at least we have this one to enjoy. One is better than none, as they say. Uh, we got some feedback on the environment. Rising Radiance saying, one thing that I've never understood is why we have fruits and vegetables with a plastic bag. We can still wash or even peel the food. The bag is pointless. I get this at my local supermarket. When I, want it, I just want a head of broccoli. Yeah. Okay, and I stick it in my basket. Uh-huh. And they look at me horrified because <laughs> I've not put it in a plastic bag. And they try to put it in a plastic bag for yeah. me. And I'm trying to explain, I don't need one. It'll no. be fine. It's broccoli. I'm yeah. going to wash it. I did see a really funny post, like uh, the latest in science, this amazing packaging for a fruit which biodegrades. It's relatively thick as well. And it's just a banana skin. Right, that's yeah. the perfect packaging. But you have bananas with polystyrene underneath them, and then the cellophane wrap. It's like, what are you doing? What's going it's on? It's not me. I'm not doing it. Paul, I don't run a supermarket. solve the banana issue. Fine, I'll do my best. Moving on to the translator, we've heard the name John Missily. We have, I believe, it's our sixth time featuring her on the show. We featured her last month with uh, Yun Hoo Myung's "With the Love for the Stars." Mm. Uh, she graduated uh, from the Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, the Graduate School of Simultaneous Interpretation. Went to get an MA and PhD from the University of British Columbia in Canada. Uh, she's gone on to translate over a dozen pieces of Korean literature, and this is one of them. Fantastic. We're looking forward to getting into the thick of things. Uh, no, says, I heard something about a coffee maker. What are you talking about? No coffee in this story, right? We've got empty bellies. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say coffee. Come I don't on, think no. I did. Pay attention. Don't attack our listeners. Kevin also highlighting that uh, Minji teaches Korean. If you want to see a preview for who we're having in the studio. But who does Tuesday. she teach it to? That's up to you, isn't it, Paul? If you listen, if you just open up your ears, it could be you as well. Okay. Uh, just a banana, no need for packaging, says Raoul and Siska, saying a banana in plastic, yep. question mark, question mark. If, yes, you go to, if you go to some coffee shop franchises here, <laughs> they have individual bananas in plastic. Yeah, I love it that they sell individual bananas. That's nice. But, yeah, but why don't... don't you just sell them by themselves? Exactly. Yeah, that's how have they're a meant fruit to bowl. be. Uh, TK's on board saying, hey, Peter and everyone, it's been a while since I've been here. I hope Paul doesn't put you off with his reading. We're going to get to the first wow. one. Can you set the scene? No pressure, Paul. OK, this is the start of the book because mm. these two odd friends, they talk about the possibility of robbing a bakery. Oh, let's get to it. I've never even stolen a pack of gum. Chima's pupils seemed much darker in sharp contrast to the white of his eyes, which in turn stood out against his dark skin. He resembled my dad in that they both reminded me of darkness. A construction labourer living from hand to mouth, my dad has spent his life in darkness with absolutely no prospects until the day of his death. Once. I teased Chima, saying that his eyes looked too good-natured to the point of looking idiotic. He responded that all Bengalese have the same set of eyes. When he said that, he opened and closed his dark window-like eyes several times. If the expression robber bakery bothers you so much, then why don't we change it to get some bread? Without any money? Without a knife? You... you don't mean to take a knife with you, do you? 
Well, with no money, with no knife, we'll get some bread, all right? Now let's go. When I left home for the first time, I took a knife instead of money. It's a knife, not money, that a girl of 16 should carry with her. I found the knife inside the desk drawer. Had I found some odd coins lying around inside that makeshift cloth wardrobe when I opened its zipper, I wouldn't have rummaged through the drawer. I left home more than once, and each time I returned. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Sogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. We are in the studio. We're doing this story. We've got a message from Tropic Girl K. We did. So they're prevaricating about the deed to rob or not to rob. Well, there is a little bit of uncertainty, and you'll find out why as I share the story with you. What is prevaricating? It's when you sort of you're unsure and you're like you're hesitating. You're like, should I? Should I not? Oh, I don't know. Fancy words being flung about today, uh, but it does seem that that's what I was thinking, especially. One of the characters seems like the narrator, maybe, was saying, Yes, I'm not so sure about this. No, no, the, ra- the narrator's ready to do it. Oh, really? <laughs> it's Chima who's not ready to do it. Oh, I see. Okay, so the narrator's the one who's talking about, like, not taking the knife or yeah, taking yeah, look, the knife. We're going we're gonna to get the bread. All right, okie dokie. So, these, like you said, they're very hungry people. It seems like they're living in poverty. Are they like a gang of thieves? Well, no, not really, but they've. They're resorting to theft. Okay. And we have one Korean and one Pakistani. Oh, interesting. The narrator is... Is Korean. Is Korean. Is a Korean Chima. 16-year-old girl. Okay. And Chima is a, is a Pakistani, uh, well, man in his 30s. And they're both... This is set in Korea. This is set in Korea. It's set in Hwasong. Okay. In the current kind of time. Well, it's sort of maybe maybe a decade ago or something like that. Okay. 10, 10, 15 years ago. All right. Yeah. So she's promised to teach him how to steal from a bakery. Not a lot. We're okay. not talking about taking all the money. We're talking about just taking maybe 30,000 wands worth of bread. Okay. All right. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it's going to hurt too many people. No. And quite frankly, Chima needs it. He's been kicked out of his Goshiwon. Mm. And for those who don't know, a Goshiwon is like a, a place to stay. Mm. But it's... It's just a room. It's not even a one-room apartment. We talked about this with David on Monday because of the exodus of youngsters from Seoul. Those yeah. who do live in Seoul, they can only just about afford a Korshi one, which is a little shoebox, right? Basically, there's room for a bed, maybe a microwave, and that's about it. There's yeah. not. There's sometimes not even a toilet. You have to use the shared bathrooms. Yeah, and sometimes not even a window we learn, right? So yeah. Chima was living in one of those, but he's even been kicked out Yeah, of and he's starving, and the narrator has decided, okay, I'm going to teach you how to steal, and then at least you won't have to beg for food. Okay, so they've kind of come across each other being in a similar situation. We'll, we'll come s- to that. Oh, we'll come to how they right. met. Alright. So, and then the narrator thinks about running away from home when she was 16, and she keeps running away from home, mm-hmm. from her elderly mother, who she hates, oh. uh, who used to be a bar hostess. The mother? Yes. Okay. Um, and she she got pregnant with her when she was over 50 and they have a really fraught relationship when uh-huh. she was six years old her mother ran away with a whole heap of money oh, from dear. her and her father then a decade later she returned um her father was so shocked he had a heart attack and died oh no and then so she was stuck with the mother who 
who left her in the first place. Oh dear, that's a and, sad childhood. Yeah, and she can't stand it, so she, she often leaves. She often runs away. She does come back. Oh, so this is maybe mid-running away. Exactly. Okay. And uh, she's learnt to go to the industrial complex in Hwasong each night, mm. and she looks for someone to take her in. Uh-huh. And that's where she has started to meet migrant workers. And she figures if she sleeps with them, mm. they'll give her a bed for the night. Okay. And actually... Spending the night with them makes her feel as if she's been transported away from this horrible, dreary city, oh. at least for a moment. And Chima, he's a little bit different. He's a university graduate from Pakistan. Mm-hmm. He's close to 40 years old. He, 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 he wasn't getting anywhere in Pakistan, and he heard about Hwasong. Mm-hmm. And Hwasong in Korean is the same as the name of Mars. Yes. Yeah, and he started to think, wow, this could be an amazing place to visit. And if you've been to Hwasong, it's a, oh, it's, it's a fairly nice place, but I wouldn't say it's anything like Mars. Not like out of this world, no. Yeah, and so then we learn about how they first met. Interesting. Here's the second reading. Since his departure from Pakistan, Chima hadn't been able to even get one of those easy-to-get vinyl houses or container boxes for five years. Chima had been living in one of the Goshuans in the area. The Goshuan didn't even deserve its name. It was full of people on the brink of becoming street bums or homeless. People trickling whatever money they still had left into their rent. He had been moving around from one place to another before he came to the Goshuan. But that night, he hadn't even been able to pay for lodging in the Goshiwan and had been kicked out. Even the first night I met him, he looked as ragged as a burst balloon. That day, I began to hang around the complex even before nightfall, but I couldn't get anyone to take me in for the night. Nights like that, I usually went to the residential area opposite the complex. There was a PC game room in an alley lined with old interned Goshiwans, boarding houses and cheap inns. The PC game room didn't even have internet access, but it was perfect for kids like myself to stay for a while. I came to the game room, but had no money to get in. A man with dark skin was leaving the back end of the alley. I decided to give it a shot. Hey mister, you want to do it? I can even do a hundred ones worth. He blinked his eyes, which made me feel as though the window of the night had been opened. He was three heads taller than me. He stooped down to look at my face. Silently, he took some money out of his pocket. 20,000 won. Perhaps he didn't even know the value of Korean paper money, I thought, and tried another shot at it. Mister, the going price for a woman is 30,000 won. Chima, still silent, took out another bill from his pocket. Then he began to walk away. I was dumbfounded. This is a very interesting look and perspective at something very sad and uh, maybe even a bit shady. It seems like she's seeing these as like opportunities to escape, you know, maybe the humdrum and 
tragic situation she's in. Yeah, she's learned that that selling her body is the only way that she can get what she needs. Wow. And then in this case, is he just giving her the money? Gave her the money, gave her an extra $10,000 when she asked for it, and then walked away. Like not leading her to come with him. Just walked away. What's going on here? He's not rich, as we know from this story so far. No, but when they first met, he just got paid. Uh Um, In his work... He'd go for months without getting paid. Oh like they'd, they'd say, oh, we're, we're paying you later, we're paying you later, we're paying you later. Mm-hmm. And finally, he got a month's salary. He's owed three months, but he, at least he got a month. Oh and so he's celebrating. Yeah. So he decided to give her the money. And he goes to a liquor store to buy a bottle to celebrate. Oh, that's they, nice. They get to talking, and, and then she starts to sometimes stay with him. But this is different. Uh-huh. He doesn't want her to pay for the night by sleeping with him. Oh. He said, no, 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 you sleep here. If you want to sleep here, sleep here. That's but I know. nice. And so they get this very curious friendship that develops. Mm -hmm. The problem is he is useless. He's a university graduate. He's a very intelligent man, but Mm. he's terrible at factory work. Oh, dear. He's too slow. He doesn't know what to do. He keeps getting fired till there's no one left to hire him. Or if they do hire him, they don't pay pay him. Oh, that's sometimes you hear horror stories, right, of migrant workers in Korea, right? Exactly. And so they get to this point where... (laughs) He's starving. Mm. Um, and she remembers one time she saw this migrant worker demanding bread from this baker. Now, this baker is in the indus- industrial complex. Mm-hmm. And because there are so many migrant workers, he started to make the kind of bread that they wanted to eat. Oh, You know, the, the breads from other countries as sure. opposed to the usual Korean style pastries. Mm. And this worker comes in and he demands bread under what he says is the zagat Obligation, if I'm saying it around, a zakat obligation. Uh, In Islam, it's one of the tenets that um, if you have enough money, Mm. you should provide for those who do not have enough, those who are hungry. That's very noble. Yes. And so he's basically saying, you you need to be giving me food. Mm. And also, if you don't give me food, I'm going to report you because I know you've been money lending (gasps) illegally to other foreign workers. Oh. And the baker is really angry, gives him some bread and tells him to get lost. Mm. Her method of stealing is different. Oh. Because um, she's got the knife. She's got this rusty box cutter. Uh-oh. Her thing is to go into the bakery, pick up a few items, mm-hmm. and then pull out the knife, slowly walk backwards out the door, and make a run for it. Oh, dear. Thing is, it worked the first time. The second time, though, the baker caught her, <gasps> and she learned that her body being assaulted could also get her bread. Oh, my goodness. And now she wants revenge. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound good for the baker. She seems pretty hard-nosed as well. Tell us what you think about this. Uh, Tropic Girl saying, I'm thinking about universal human rights. This poor young girl, homelessness can be awful. Uh, what a way to live, selling yourself for a warm place to sleep at night. I think tales like this, uh, if we're more privileged, like I'm sure most of our listeners are, makes you feel much more blessed and grateful for what we have, right? Yeah. You want to message me? Go A-R-I-R-A-N-G ArirangRadio.com This time, a couple of buns would never do for me. I tightened my grip on the knife in my pocket, 
Chima still seemed very unwilling. Although he had been forced to come to the bakery, he wouldn't go in. If you'd known how to at least rob a bakery, I would have already taken off my pants for you. Not for a room, because I wanted to. Chima looked into my eyes for a long time. His hollow eyes looked like they were covered in thin ice. It was a cold day. He must have felt like even his eyes were freezing. He hesitated for another long while, and finally he opened the bakery door. The store was the same as before. Cakes, baguettes, and donuts were happily floating together along the ceiling and the walls. The man was the same too. The Allah of the Bread Universe. He sat commandingly at the counter near the entrance. It's you. Do you need bread again? I do, but not like the other day. Then pay for it like other people and get out. I haven't got money today either. The man twisted his lips as if to say, well, what do we have here? Chima, realizing that the man and I had met before, looked around bewilderingly. He seemed to realize that it was time for him to step in. He began talking sheepishly. Uh, we're sorry that we, we don't have any money, but we're, we're hungry. The man flabbergasted, burst into laughter. I was flabbergasted myself too. This way, we would get nothing, not even breadcrumbs. Oh, what's going on? What's going to happen next? I feel that this is foreboding and that the lovely music portrays what's going to happen in this story. Sherry says, and I hope this is true, I hope the baker figures out what's going on, gives them a job and adopts them. Is that what happens? Oh, Sherry, have you read this book? Because <laughs> that's not in. what happens. No. No, that's not going to happen. I'm terribly sorry. This is not the happy ending that you want. Does it end here? Because that no. would also annoy me no. greatly. No, it doesn't okay. end it. What do you mean annoy? Because do my books annoy you? No, because then I'd be left wondering what does happen I'm going to tell you what happens next. Okay. Spoiler All alert. Right. I'll be quiet. There's a fight. Uh -oh. There's chaos in the bakery as the narrator and the baker face off. The 16-year-old girl? Yeah. Okay. Chima throws a bag of flour at him. <laughs> he chases them to the roof. What? Chima trips and falls from the roof. Oh no! And the narrator is grabbed by the baker as dust and wind swirls around them. And that is the end? Yeah. Oh no! There's no happy ending for this poor pair of friends in Hwasong. There's no space journey, there's no science fiction moment. This is not Mars. This is a satellite city of Seoul, an industrial complex, <sighs> and a very cruel man dealing harshly with two hungry people oh dear that baker does seem like a bit of a nasty piece of work but at the same time of course people who are running a business don't want to give things away for free but he could he have done it in a nicer way he sexually assaulted yes, her of course that side there's no two sides okay. to that you no. can't two sides the baker he's a terrible terrible baker it's interesting though this tale in terms of like the having number one a pakistani character in it but also like some background into Islam with the use of Allah and the, yeah. that uh, other commandment or tenet that you mentioned yeah, the earlier. Zakat, yes. Yeah, that's really interesting because in Korea, you know, there's not too much Islam about in terms of seeing it blatantly, right? Well, you have to, to you have to go to Itaewon, for example, and mm. see the mosque. But it is there. Are, there are plenty of Muslims here in Korea, yeah. all over all over the country. And so, yes, it's important in that sense. It's giving us a different taste of life, a different side of life. Um, and it's also a reminder that there are many people who are living below the poverty line and mm. who are 
desperate and that you and I and I hope everybody listening or watching on the live stream are living comfortably Mm. and have a nice home. You know, we may not be rich. We may not have a rooftop swimming pool, but we can afford the food we want to eat. We can go to the cinema once a week. We can buy us a coffee or a banana wrapped in plastic. But there are plenty of people here in Korea and around the world who have to settle for appalling conditions Mm. and sometimes even have to resort to selling their bodies or stealing to survive. Yeah, really highlighting characters that obviously aren't in pop culture often. Immigrant workers, migrant workers, and then youngsters running away from home and doing this to survive. Well, I would say Squid Game changed that Mm. with its 14 Emmy nominations uh, coming out today. Um, Yeah, Squid Game gave us us one character, you know, a Pakistani um, migrant worker like that. So so things are changing, Mm. and I think Korea is embracing a bit more of the diverse community that are around Mm. not always um, but sometimes and um and you said i I remember listening in the first hour today you were talking about yes you talk about culture on the Mm. show you talk about how you're on the show but you're also willing to talk about the difficulties and the problems and the darker side of korea yeah like through this book exactly and i think what's great about this corner and i'm very happy that adidang has let me do this corner for for over two years now yes. I can't believe it and don't worry I'm not leaving I'm not, I'm not like Korean Omni okay. I will be here next week Good. Minji is not doing my segment no. um, but the fact is that through these books we get to talk about all sorts of issues and we mm. get to talk about the truth of Korea and I love Korea you and I yes. love living in Korea of course I've been here over two decades I'm mm. going to stay here the rest of my life <laughs> but we all have to admit that there are good sides and bad sides and difficulties as well and sometimes K-pop and K-drama Shows the coolest parts, the glamorous parts. Of course. The parts that are selfie suitable. Mm, Um, Absolutely. But Korea is more than that. Korea is not all glitz and glamour. Korea is a three-dimensional country with its own issues and problems. Yeah, there is this underbelly, isn't there? That if you look for it, if you know where to look, you can find a significant part of the population struggling, right, to make ends meet. But you can also find... Parts of the population who are struggling, supporting each other and lifting each other up. Mm. For example, I went to this uh, Malaysian restaurant in Yonam yesterday. Oh. Fantastic Malaysian yes. food. I had chicken rice. I oh. hadn't had it for so long. And someone was saying, oh, you need to go to Ansan. Uh-huh. In Ansan, they have the most amazing chicken rice, great Indonesian restaurants and other things. Oh. And, and I know Ansan, for example, had been a big area in terms of migrant workers. Yes, it is, right? And there you can find the most authentic, delicious Southeast Asian food mm. because people have gone, well, We're all together. Mm. We all miss home. So why don't I set up a restaurant and start making the food that everyone wants to eat? Mm. So these communities are supporting each other. This is not the tale of every young girl in poverty or every young man coming over to work in Korea, but it's a good reminder that we need to protect these people. Absolutely. And I do want to say that Korea has got a lot better. When we look at working conditions for migrant workers, Mm. they're getting better and better. There are more legal protections. There are more organizations looking out for those who may have been having problems. Mm. So life is getting better. Yeah. But... The other thing it reminds us of is this tenet. You don't have to be a Muslim mm. to understand and appreciate the idea of this sagat. Yes. The idea if, you, if we have enough, mm. why can't we help someone who doesn't have enough? Yeah, I wish that things like that were more ingrained in modern Western society, right? We have all our laws and regulations, but in terms of moral tenets, 
I don't think those exist in a blatant form, right? No. We should all be telling each other that is just a given in life, right? Help your neighbour in need if Ex- you can. Exactly. Right? I, I remember years ago getting into an argument with a friend about whether you should give money to homeless people on the streets. Mm. I'm saying, no, I don't, I don't give it out of principle. They, they might use it to buy alcohol or drugs <laughs> or other things. I'm like... I don't know their story. Yeah. They might do that, but if I have a spare coin in my pocket or a mm. spare thousand one note, maybe that's going to make the difference that that makes their day better or that turns their life around in a little bit of a way. Absolutely. I, I definitely feel that, right? Have more empathy for the other person. And you're right. Your friend is right. They could use it for that, but... Who's to judge? It's not going to do you any harm giving away that thousand money. Exactly. It could improve If we life. can afford it. And I, th- I think this, this goes with any religion and just any, any decent moral philosophy. Mm. If you have more than enough, you can give some away. Yeah, absolutely. Paul, as ever, thank you so much for your reading today. Oh, thanks to everyone. Thanks to Asia Publishers for the help with Copper Up for Mission for this broadcast. Thanks to E. Kung for her interesting story, to Jun Miseli for her translation. I'll be back next week with another book. It's going to be Bird by Jun Sung Tae. I will be back next Wednesday and say hello to Minji for me. You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Adidang Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST.